Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. Good morning. Hey, pull body here is nerfed. Oh, I said that wrong. I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Nobody here is perfect, and no one is expected to be. Did you guys get that? <laughs> because we're works in progress. We're sealed while being healed. We're saved while being changed. We're loved while being led. But as we allow God to work in us, to grow us, to strengthen us, and to love us, we can expect the powerful, refreshing results that come from authentic surrender. So let me start by speaking this verse over you today. It's a, it's a promise. It's a declaration. I want you to receive it in your heart today. Isaiah 44, 3 and 4 says this, for I will pour out water to quench your thirst and to irrigate your parched fields, and I will pour out my spirits on your descendants and my blessing on your children. They will thrive like watered grass, like willows on a riverbank. Isn't that good? Yes. Amen. So God says, I will pour out water. I will pour out my spirits and you will thrive. And not just you, your descendants, your children, your children's children. Man, that's good stuff. Water. Say water. water. Say spirits. Spirit. I'm not sure if you knew this, but we have a lot of water in us. In fact, about 60 to 70% of our body is water, in some cases, hot air. One, one, big, one big reason we have water in our bodies is that it helps give cells their structure. It keeps our cells plump, full of life. Water helps us create the different chemical reactions our cells need to do their jobs. Water is also in charge of moving things around the cell to keep it working. It's a key ingredient for helping our organs stay healthy. In fact, our brain is about 70% water. Our lungs are about 90% water. Listen, we need water and we need spiritual water. So Nehemiah gets right to work on these next gates. We've been diving into the book of Nehemiah. He was on a mission to rebuild the broken walls and gates of his beloved city and his beloved church. Here we go. Now, give me a minute with this. Nehemiah 3, the fountain gate was repaired by Shalom, son of Kolizah, the leader of the Mitzpah district. He rebuilt it, roofed it, set up its doors, and installed its bolts and bars. Then he repaired the wall of the pool of Salome near the king's garden. And he rebuilt the wall as far as the stairs that descend from the city of David. Next to him was Nehemiah, son of Azbuk, the leader of half the district of Bethzur. He rebuilt the wall from a place across from the tombs of David's family as far as the water reservoir and the house of the warriors. Stay right there a minute. Just a little fact is that when David came back or returned from battle, he brought his warriors, his, his uh, men into church. How do you like that? They, listen, if you're gone for a long time, you want to see, see your wife and kids, right? But he said, no, 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 no. We're going to go to church. 
Because you need the presence of God before you need a person. That's what he was saying. Okay, verse 17. Next to him, repairs were made by a group of Levites working under the supervision of Rehum, son of Bani. Then came Heshabiah, the leader of the half district of uh, Kilah, who supervised the building of the wall on behalf of his own district. Next, down the line were his countrymen, led by Ben-Yui, son of Hanadad, the leader of the other half of the district of Kilah. Next to them, Ezekiel, son of Jeshua, the leader of Mitzpah, repaired another section of the wall across from the ascent to the armory near the angle in the wall. Next to him was Baruch, son of Zebai, who zealously repaired an additional section from the angle to the door of the house of Eliashib, the high priest. Merimoth, son of Uriah, and grandson Hekaz rebuilt another section of the wall extending from the door of Eliashib's house to the end of the house. Woo! Verse 22, the next repairs were made by the priests from the surrounding region. After them, Benjamin and Hashub repaired the section across from their house. They repaired the section across from their house. They repaired the section across from their house. I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, stuttering. No. Listen. Get your home right first. Get your house right first, Right? Like, like, before we start thinking about everything else in our lives, like, I love that Emily said pray. Like, the first thing we do, we do for our family every single day is we say, we pray. I pray for Emily. I pray for our marriage. I pray for our kids. I pray for my house. As for me and my house, right? That's so important to know because sometimes we can get distracted by the work, by everything around us, by everything that we think God wants us to do even. And all of a sudden, God said, no, 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 no. Your house, right? Your house. Say my house. That's just a little tidbit there. From Azariah, son of Messiah, the grandson of Ananiah, appeared the section across from his house. Next was Ben-Yui, ben son of Hanadad, who rebuilt another section from the wall from Azariah's house to the angle and the corner. Pelel, son of Uzziah, carried on the work from a point opposite the angle and the tower that projects up from the king's upper house beside the court of the guard. Next to him were Padiah, son of Parosh, with the temple servants living on the hill of Ophel, who repaired the wall, the wall as far as a point across from the water gate, say water gate, to the east gate and the projecting tower. Then came the people of Tekoa, who repaired another section across from the great projecting tower and over the wall of Ophel. Whoo, phew. Listen, this is the most, most lengthy description of all of the rebuild. Uh, and it focuses on the fountain gate and the water gate. And listen, there were a lot of people working here. There were a lot happening here. You want me to read that again? Okay, I didn't think so. It's a lot of work. Felt like I was rapping. Listen, you know, growing up, we had access to a public pool. I don't know if you did, but only problem was it was a few miles away, a very long walk to get there. And when you got there, the pool was so crowded, you could barely move around. 
but we didn't care because it was so refreshing on those hot summer days. And what we just read reminds me of that community pool. A lot of people gathering together with one purpose to get refreshed. That's what I love about church. It is that place where Anyone can experience the refreshing and life-changing presence of God. And Nehemiah wasn't going to miss this part of the rebuild. Let me show you the picture of the wall again as we kind of see that. We've been moving around this sheep gate, Jesus gate, Lamb of God gate, fish gate, go and reach people, old gate, get discipled, grow in the Lord. <clears throat> and then last week, I thought it was a, a, a great reminder that at some point in time, you, you're going to hit valley and dung. Remember, this wall and these gates represent our journey with God. It represents our life. That's what this is. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, but, but this is our life. These are the things that happen in life, and these are the essentials that, that give us hope and, and, and strengthen us. But unfortunately, sometimes the valley experience, the difficult moment, the mess around the valley and dung gates can carry on for a bit. However, always remember, this too shall pass. It won't last forever. But those experiences, come on, those tough seasons are used by God to reveal what needs to be healed. He clears away the rubbish, the dung gate, so that true, pure, and innocent faith refined by the fire can come out and produce real freedom through times of refreshing. See it this way. The clearing, the burning, and the burying is never easy, but the results and benefits can be seen in these next gates, the fountain gate. The water gate. I call it the saturated by the presence of God gate. And you'll notice also at this point of your life, there's a dramatic turn. A turning of the corner. You see it? A turning of the corner that takes place. A suddenly, say a suddenly. How many need a suddenly in their life right now? How many know that, man, I, I, I need something to change quick. We can see up until this point, we've been moving downward, and some of the experiences have been hard, but then there's hope. Come on. A quick, sharp turn in the road, and then we begin to move upward again. Amen. In other words, after a valley-type experience where the burdens and barriers in our lives are cleared out and removed through the dung gate, true faith comes alive and the fountain begins to flow again and flow quickly. Are you thirsty? Are you weary? Come to the fountain in 2022. This is what Jesus speaks to us today in John 7. 37 through 38. It's a workout today. Man, oh man, even just reading all those scriptures. Listen, now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone is thirsty, let him or her come to me and drink. The one who believes in me 
as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. He's talking about the spirit of God, right? He's saying, come to me. So key. I think it's so easy for us to try to find water in so many different places. Listen, if you're trying to find water in your relationship, you'll be disappointed. If you're trying to find water in your job, you'll be disappointed. If you try to find water in your family, in your marriage, if you're trying to find water anywhere else except Jesus, you will be disappointed. It only comes from him. Amen? Jesus. He's saying, come to me. Come to the fountain. Come to the community pool. Come to the ocean. There's plenty of water for everyone. That's why the fountain gate and water gate are essential and critical. Because listen, we cannot live without the Holy Spirit. We can't. I've tried it. It doesn't work. Listen, are you living spiritually dehydrated, depleted of the powerful life source of the Holy Spirit? It's time to get under the waterfall of his presence. Amen. Let me lead you through a little bit of a journey, and then I, I want to get to really, uh, in a moment, get to a place where we can pray for you. Let God's presence flow. A few years back, I went to Jerusalem with some friends. It was definitely the highlight of my life. It was on my bucket list, and thank God we got to go. So one hot day, we decided to hike to David's waterfall named En Gedi. The amazing thing about this waterfall was it's located in the middle of a desert, that's what makes it so unique. The desert that surrounds it and the gushing water and the lush green vegetation within it. You know, that sounds a lot like us. We are the temple that holds the powerful, life-giving, gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit while surrounded by barren and broken, fallen world filled with some pain and suffering. So we started our journey without shade, surrounded by the desert, Sun, which was surprisingly intense. I'm going to show you some pictures here. That, that's what it looked like when we started. That's actually me way up there with my hat turned backwards. I think we had a few miles to get to this destination. By the way, it was a rumor. We never saw it before. It was a rumor. Like, really? In the middle of a desert? The heat felt like your face was in front of a hot air dryer. Look at this next picture. But as you get closer... <clears throat> The tall cliffs start to provide some shade from the hot sun, and suddenly you hear the sound of rushing water in the distance, and then all of a sudden, everything begins to turn green and fresh. Look at this next picture. As you walk on towards this rumor again of a waterfall that is up ahead. I thought to myself, there's no way a waterfall could be here in the middle of this desert. That's how many feel in life today. How could God be in my dry and desperate situation? How can I find my waterfall of peace, joy, and healing in the middle of my difficult moment? But things begin to change quickly. All of a sudden, a literal oasis started to emerge, and what was noticeable that hadn't been seen for miles, miles was life, you guys, life. Do you hear what God is saying today? Do you hear what he wants in our, in our lives? He wants life to spring forward. Never let that devil tell you that, that, that to lie to you and, and say anything different. No, no, life, life. So all of a sudden, green shrubs, plants, wildflowers, birds, rock badgers, even mountain goats start to pop up. 
As we followed the, as we followed the sound of the water, it got louder and louder, greener and greener, thicker and thicker. And all of a sudden, life sprung up suddenly, and there was the source. There it was. This next picture. There it was. It was, it was there. I'm like, oh my goodness, you're kidding me. Surrounded by desolate deserts, and there in the middle of it is this incredible, refreshing waterfall. It was stunning, listen, and inviting. Now, that's a key word. I think of my life sometimes. Is the water gushing from my life where people can say, wow, man, that's inviting. It's not scary. It's inviting. I want some of that. I want some of that community pool. But unfortunately, as you can see, there was a barrier. If you just see it down there, there's a little barrier. It's a, it's a chain or it's a, yeah, kind of a chain or, or a, a, a wired rope. And there's a sign there. And the sign, it was a barrier. It says, to, to protect the people from the falling rocks, it said, danger, do not enter. I was disappointed, man. A bit discouraged. It reminded me of the sick man who met Jesus at the pool of Bethesda. Look at this, John 5, 5 through 9. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? Really? Really? He says, I can't, sir. For I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Man, maybe next year. I tell you, I'll come by. We'll see if it happens. No, no. He says, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly, suddenly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. See, it wasn't his illness that kept him from his miracle. It was his, I can't. Jesus removed the barrier, his, I can't, and he was healed. And this barrier, we're almost done. The barrier of this, at the waterfall reminded me of Naaman. He had a skin disease, leprosy, and although he was a great leader on the outside, he was fragile and hopeless on the inside. So one day he went to the prophet to be healed, but the prophet told him to go wash in that nasty Jordan River seven times. But Naaman said, I won't. But thankfully, his servants boldly spoke up because they loved him so much and convinced Naaman to get rid of his I won't. Naaman did and he was healed. Listen, don't let anything stand in your way. Well, that barrier at En Gedi wasn't going to stop Joe and Karen either. They weren't traveling thousands of miles to just look at a waterfall. They were getting under it. Here's our final picture. There they are. They jumped the barrier. Of course, someone had to take the picture. What, happened? what about you, Dan? Where were you? I had to take the picture. And I thought, because it's, I'm more of a rule follower, someone should follow the rule just in case the waterfall police show up, detain Joe and Karen. We would then have to contact the American embassy and free them from jail. So I got under the legal waterfall just to the right of the main one. And that waterfall was amazing. Like, it was, it was probably one-tenth of the size of that, but I could have stayed there all day. 
hey guys, it's time for the water to flow. Can, we're going to do our prayer tunnel today. <laughs> we're just going to end that way. I encourage you to go through. Uh, if I could just start getting people to come up and form these, these, uh, this prayer tunnel, and, and um, we're going we're gonna to do that. And, uh, you come boldly up here and say, man, something, something great is going to happen today. And uh, I want to show you how this works. And we need, we need all hands on deck today. Don't just come on up, come on up, come on up. Even it out. Even it out. Come here. Yeah, you know what to do. Face each other uh, so that we've got a good tunnel here. You got it. Amen. And then what we're going to do is we're going to pray. So this is how it works. This is how it works. Um, yeah, this is good. This is good. And so, <clears throat> yeah, you guys just, just get on going. This isn't weird. This is just, this to me is efficient, <laughs> but powerful. <laughs> and so what's happening here is, is we are filled with the Spirit. And when you come through, words and prayers are going to be spoken. We can start some music. Words and prayers are going to be spoken, right? And, but really what you're going to get is a refreshing spiritual waterfall of God's presence through the spirit that lives in each and every one of, the, of us here and the presence of God here to experience a waterfall. Now, we have witnessed, we've, we've witnessed miracles happen in these, in these miracles. Miracles have happened in this line right here. Amen? And what I, reason why we, we went there, I don't want you to have any barrier today. I want you to, 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 if you want to, nobody's forcing anybody, right? But if you want to experience the presence of God in a way maybe you've never experienced the presence of God, come and just slowly stroll through. And by the way, come back again. And when you're done, you can just go. Amen? You can just go. But I encourage you today, let the Lord wash over you. So we're going to actually, we're going to come from the middle. We're going to come right from the middle here um, as we, we dismiss from the middle so that we come right through this, this area. And, um, yep, you can come on up and just come right through the middle. Are you going to start it? Yeah, okay. So you come right in the middle here. You got it. Awesome. And uh, how it works is you're just going to pick left or right. And you're just going to slowly, but keep moving so everybody can go through. Keep moving. That's the other thing I want, want, to, I want to encourage you with. If you want to pray, when you get done, take your place at the end of the tunnel and you pray for people. Amen. In the end, those of us in the tunnel, we get to walk through as well. It's just cool, you guys. Amen. I'm believing for a powerful miracle. Oh, they're already doing it. Look at that. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. No, no, no time waited. So we're just going to dismiss right from the middle. And, and I encourage you, yep, you just come up, yeah. There's, you, and when, when you're ready, come on up. Go right through. Lord, I thank you for the powerful, transforming water of the Holy Spirit, powerful movement of the Holy Spirit, God, being spoken through us. I thank you, Jesus, for miracles that are happening. I thank you for, God, that this is a way that you show us. We, you love us, and this is a way that we show each other we love each other by praying. Thank you, God, for words spoken, prophetic words. We thank you for healing words. We thank you for 
the Holy Spirit moving right now. Right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Let nothing hold us back, God, today. No barrier holds us back, God. No sign that says do not enter. You said freely come and this you are inviting us to come. Drink from the fountain. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.